Hello everyone. Do I have an episode for you today? I am hype. And you know what? We're going to dive right into it. Why waste any time? I gave you a February recap. Nothing new has been happening. It is March now. Summer is slowly, it's slowly getting here. Will it come a little faster within the next few weeks? Who knows? It's freezing still. I think today was a high of 45, which just isn't, that's not gonna, it's not really gonna work for me. So we'll just hopefully just keep wishing, sitting, waiting, wishing that it gets a little warmer out because, you know, the months just keep going by and it'll get a tad warmer, just a tad. But I need a random day just to be like 75. One of those days where you're like, oh my. You, everyone you run into is just talking about it. Like, oh my. Can you believe that it's sunny in 75? Sunny in 75. Yeah. Can't wait for that. It's going to be. It's going to be soon. Maybe next week. I say this and then we'll get a blizzard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But guys, I have a killer episode on the way. I haven't even recorded anything because I have all these thoughts swirling around in my head and I was like, I need to get on the mic. Put me on the mic. Put me on the mic right now because I'm so excited to talk about these things. I love nothing more than listening to podcasts that have submission answers that people react to, like from their followers, from guests from just people from social media, their friends. I love a good story time episode and I love a good submission episode. So today I'm going to be going through your most unpopular opinions. I put this on my photo page, my photo Instagram, because it has more followers than my personal Instagram. But Hey, you should go follow that. You should follow my personal, which is at Lindsay Trap, and then my photo page, which is at Lindsay T Photo. And I told you guys, I said, let me get anything. The shock factor can be zero to ten. So it zero being wow, okay, cool. And then ten being oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So these are gonna be anonymous. And I'm just so excited because some, some I very much agree with and some I am just like, okay, cool. But we're going to go through these. So starting out kind of light, someone said their most unpopular opinion is that ranch is disgusting. Ranch dressing. And so I'm, I understand. I understand this but I do not agree that it's disgusting. I used to be the biggest ranch fiend, like put it on anything. I worked at a restaurant called PDQ and just ranch would go with every single thing they had there. Chicken tenders, the chicken sandwiches, cool and that's about it, the french fries. And there was the best ranch and I would like watch how it was made and I would like pour it into the little cups and love ranch. But it definitely is specific ranches. Like, you can ache yourself out from a specific one. I do not use dressings anymore. I don't, I haven't touched ranch in so long. Like, I'll have it on french fries maybe on a vacation once in a while, but it's been so long. So, I definitely see the grossness of it because 
honestly, right now, like it kind of sounds gross. Like I don't want to put it in my body. And if you really think about it, it's just this chunky white liquid gel stuff with green in it. Now, blue cheese, nasty. Don't, don't get it near me. That's an unpopular opinion. I think that is pretty unpopular. I'm going to rate these. I'm going to rate the shock value. Shock value from 0 to 10. 0 being not shocking. 10 being very shocking. <laughs> I got to start the first one off right. I think this is a 5 shock factor. <laughs> really starting off safe. Because I think it like it can go either way. It's not crazy to dislike it. And it's not crazy to like it. These are, these are so good. Please, I always want to do these kinds of episodes. The next most unpopular opinion that someone has, they said, Disneyland is a glorified children's park and sucks. <laughs> I just love the wording here. And sucks. Here's the thing. I, when I think about my memories at Disney parks with my family... And even with Jordan, we went once as, as teenagers. And it's a great time. It's fun. I've never been when I can drink alcohol. And I think it would be a little more fun then with like a group of friends and you can just drink and not have to worry about much. But let me also say, I don't want to go back there. Like I don't have a desire to go back as an adult because after traveling and seeing so many beautiful places I just want I would rather spend my money going somewhere like that rather than going to Florida and hey I'd go to the Disneyland in Paris and I've been to I've been to a Disneyland park in California which that was cool it was cool to see the different ones because I had only been to one in Orlando growing up so it's cool but if you ask me where I'm gonna spend my $10,000 for vacation, which hello, don't have that right now, but I would spend it on a trip to Europe or a trip across the world, you know? So me and Jordan, we will not be the ones to bring our kids to Disney every year. And honestly, if my kids never know that it exists, I will not care that much. And they won't either because they're going to be they're going to be going on these fun trips where we can lay out in the sun on the beach and go hiking, go exploring. I just don't know. I also never grew up watching a ton of movies at all, but a ton of Disney movies. So here's an example. I didn't see The Lion King until I was probably 14, 15, maybe 16. And I don't care. Like, I don't feel like I missed out on much. So I just don't have that desire and I don't have that connection to Disney like some people. But also, like, do what makes you happy. If you want to go to Disney every year and, you know, take out your loan for it, go ahead, do it. And some people have that money. Some people, I guess, can have passes for it. Like, do that. That's so awesome. And those are great memories for your kids. So I personally will not because I just would rather my kids go even just going to the beach for two weeks instead of Disney for four days, you know, like you can, I think it's just, you can do a little bit more with the money than you could do at Disney. And also you got to buy all the stuff within the parks. I just know that if I was, you know, a little buzzed and going around Disney with my children and 
Jordan was DDing me, like I would spend so much money, so much money because all that stuff is so cute. Like I would buy my kids hats. I would buy all the little, and we'll probably do it once, but it's going to be once. <laughs> it's going to not be yearly. And I'm going to say, okay, this is the craziest thing ever, kids. Enjoy it because we're never coming back. I could pull this audio in 10 years and be like, wow, she really thought. But I just kind of deep down know that that's not going to be me. So I don't think Disney sucks, but I will not be going there often <laughs> because I got out of it what I needed to. I remember Dr. Seuss World, which I don't even think that's a thing anymore. And that was the best part of Disney. And so the fact that that's not even there, honestly, forget it. And the last time I was there, someone had lights or someone had their flash on on Space Mountain. So just forget it. You ruined it for me. Whoever that was, screw you. You you messed it up. My cat is on the podcast. What do you have to say? That was so sweet. He rubbed his face on it. So that shock value was probably an 8 out of 10, I would say, because I don't know many people who would say Disney sucks. Maybe a 7, because I know some people, but not that many. Like, if I look at you... You're probably going to be a Disney lover over a Disney hater. I don't know if I said this, but I probably should. Don't be so easily offended by what other people have to say. You do not have to have the same opinion as someone else. That's the beauty of free will. And that's the beauty of being alive. So if you think that something that someone has said is kind of rude, maybe it is, but the beauty of it, the beauty of life is that we do not have to care. If you want to go to Disney, go to Disney. And for this next submission, if you want to get a Stanley Cup, get a Stanley Cup. This submission says the Stanley Cups are hideous with a little monkey face with his hands over his mouth. Emoji. And long story short, I agree. I'm concerned that Social media has the power to make us all want this specific thing that someone else has. Not that just someone else has, but that everyone has. It's okay to be different. It's okay to not buy something that everyone's buying. That's honestly terrifying. And so, yeah, the cups, I think, are, you could say, aesthetically pleasing, but so are a lot of cups. So are cups that you can go buy at Walmart. And this is not me trying to be like, oh, I don't follow trends. I'm not. I'm just not. I'm just kind of outside of the box. Because I just don't care. I don't want to spend 50 bucks and be scouring the internet. The craziest thing is I saw probably like a month or two ago when they were crazy popular... I would see girls like, oh my gosh, they're at this Target on the corner of blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my, are y'all going to drop what you're doing and go out and buy this cup right now? It's a cup. Which, yeah, do, I again, I don't even have to say this anymore because it's getting annoying. Do what you want to do. But that could not be me. And I have a cup that works for me. I have a hydro jug compared to a Stanley cup. I only have to fill it up once a day because I drink a gallon of water a day and one whole thing holds half a gallon. And the Stanley Cup, from what I've seen, most people are just using it for Dr. Pepper and Coke. Diet Coke. And that's a whole other story, but that's gross. 
the shock value for this is probably mm, probably 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, because I don't know anyone else who has said this, who has gone against the grain of the Stanley Cup. So I agree. I don't think they're hideous. Like, they're they're cute and they're pretty. They're sleek. But so are so many other different cups. So hideous, I'm not sure, but overdone and just not necessary and kind of stupid. Agree. <laughs> This pod, this recording is gonna be like two hours long. Jordan, open the door. Oh my goodness. Okay. This is where I feel like a man. Now I'm gonna need you to eat my Chick Fil A. Yes. Hey, Granny. Okay. Seriously, bring it down on tone. Okay, I am so sorry. You guys had to hear that. Jordan got home from work, and now we have an audience. So everyone, welcome Jordan. Woo! We've got Jordan and my two kitty boys sitting listening to all your unpopular opinions. Let's dive into the next one. Someone said, Helen Keller is fake. And, you know, I think that this could be true. Because have you ever sat down and actually thought about it? Have you ever actually thought about someone being both deaf and mute? And blind. How do they, how do they write a book? How do they learn to read? How are they functioning human beings? And I hope more than anything that Helen Keller is for real. And I think she is. But the percentage, the percentage of me thinking Helen Keller is real is probably, actually probably 50-50. And honestly, I didn't care about it that much until I just saw this submission. So go off for going against the narrative because who said, is there proof? Yeah, she's written a ton of books, right? When did she, I need to look up her age range and stuff. Like when did she die? Helen Keller. Yeah, like there's photographs and there's videos of her. She was born in 1880, died in 1968. So go off. She definitely probably, okay, she probably is real. And she is real from what I'm seeing on the internet. But I couldn't do it. That could not be me. If I am if I am blind and deaf, I'm just sitting in my bed. I'm just, I don't even know. I was about to be like, I'm just sitting watching TV, but I'm not even watching TV. But Helen Keller's fake unpopular opinion shock value is probably 9 out of 10. Like, I don't know anyone else who has said that. And... I'm going to leave it at I am not disagreeing with you, but I'm not agreeing with you because I'm looking at videos of her right now. But also, that's pretty killer. That's pretty killer to fake something like that if she did. And she's gorgeous in these photos I'm looking at. Who did her makeup? Just things to think about. My next most unpopular opinion is that Rihanna's halftime show stunk. And here's the thing. I disagree. Because I think it was pretty killer to do that as a pregnant woman and just doing all that, putting that all together. I think it was really unique. It was very simple. I think it was pretty cool. There's obviously been more elaborate halftime shows in the past, but I think she killed it for being a pregnant woman, showing people what a pregnant woman can do. And I was listening to Rihanna, and I still am 
like on a little Rihanna kick, but whenever there's someone that plays in the halftime show, I am like on their music for the next two weeks. So shock value of this submission was probably a five out of 10 because I've heard it both ways. I've heard it sucked and I've heard it was the best thing ever. My next, we'll just go from the queen to the other kind of somewhat queen, Beyonce. That's my unpopular opinion is I think Rihanna is better than Beyonce. And I wouldn't be surprised if my podcast got taken off the air after saying that. But someone put that Beyonce's new music sucks. And I haven't really listened to her new music. I know that, what is, what's it called? Oh, America Has a Problem, that song. I used it in a TikTok, so I think it was pretty cool. And, you know, I added it to my Spotify Live songs. So... That song was okay, but I haven't heard any other ones. I really just love old Beyonce. Like, I love Beyonce so much, her music. Probably not her as a person, but I love her music. You know, I'm just going to have to say this shock value factor is a 4 out of 10 because it kind of makes sense. I mean, when people are that amazing, when I'm thinking about artists who are amazing, killing it, thinking Lady Gaga, just artist, but Lady Gaga is so amazing. But you know, music just, I feel like it always will go downhill. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I should have listened to her new album before I started saying this stuff. But re over B, the end. I've been sitting on a page with just Helen Keller's face looking at me for the past five minutes now. The next most unpopular opinion submission is... Being healthy and taking care of your body isn't actually difficult. And what do you know? I agree. It is definitely something that takes discipline and hard work. And I've spoken about this in one of my recent episodes called Health and Fitness Made Me Do It. But I really just, I think it's easy to get into a groove and to just change your lifestyle. At first, it's going to be so difficult. But once you get into this consistent and hardworking mindset, it just feels like you're every day. It feels like something that you were meant to be doing all along. So I really think it's not hard, especially with food. You just got to open your eyes a little bit. Like it's really not difficult. And the whole victim mindset when it comes that I've seen just people, oh, um, I hate, I don't like the way I look. I really wish things were different. Then make, make it different. Like you can't expect things to change if you're continuing to do the same things if you're continuing to keep the bad toxic habits like your body will not change unless you literally are have a sickness a thyroid thing going on which obviously I understand that but in the gym with food with your lifestyle it's not hard to change you just got to do it at first it's going to be difficult because you're not used to it But then it will literally just feel like your everyday. It'll be so much fun and honestly easy. Like 75 hard, I had a lot of people just ask, how do you have time for this? How are you doing this? And after three weeks of it, it was so normal to me and I looked forward to it. So it's really, it's all your mindset. You can say something is, oh, it's so hard, but it's really not. You just got to be consistent and just make small changes and just make each day 1% better than the last day. And that's how you do it. So shock factor for this one, I'm going to say 9 out of 10 because I don't know many people at all who would ever say that it's so easy to be healthy. And this person said it's 
easy. It's not difficult to take care of your body, which I think is very true, but not that many people will say that. I don't think I've heard that much at all in my past few years. I could go more into that, but I already kind of have. So awesome. Love that one. My next submission for people's most unpopular opinion is editing with a preset pack you bought isn't creative or authentic. And here we go. So I see both sides of this. I see when people have preset packs, I understand the appeal, obviously, as a professional photographer because it's much more consistent. It's much easier to just slap a preset on a photo, alter a few of the settings, maybe the warmth, maybe the contrast, and boom, there's your photo. But here's the thing. I think that it takes a lot more to create a preset from scratch. And I say this as someone who has never bought presets for my own photos. Should I have in the beginning when my edits were not as great? You know, maybe. But I'm I'm so proud of my photos and my editing that has changed over the past four or five years. And I've really got to see just the way that I've changed my editing. And it's funny because now... My edits are so small and I really try to shoot on my camera the exact way that I would want it to be as the final edit. So I really had to learn a lot about my camera settings because that's, I don't want to alter my photos that much anymore and that, like whatever, if you're, if that is your thing, maybe you want to have a pink hue going on all the time. That's totally you. It's your photo. It's art. Like do whatever you want to do. Art can be however you want it to be. But I do think that these preset packs do tend to make a lot of photographs look the exact same. And I know I know so many photographers who use preset packs in their professional business. And some, some do look the same all the time to me. And that's what people want to see though. Clients want to see the photos very consistent because they want to know what they're going to get and they might like this style and maybe that's why all these photographers are buying this preset pack because everyone loves the style right now. But I think that's a frustration of mine lately with photography is just seeing that my photos are never going to look like these very, very popular settings, whether it be really, really beachy, beachy, warm really, really moody, dark, really, really bright and airy because that's very trendy, but that's not where my mind goes where I'm editing. But a lot of people have, when they're looking for a photographer, they have this style in mind and they're going to go to the person that every single photo is edited the same way and they don't care if they're using a preset pack or not. So it's very discouraging to (laughs) me when... That's, I mean, that's a lot that I see that happen all the time. I'll get lately, I've been ghosted so many times, and I'm like, well, I personally feel like my photography's gotten so much better in the past few years, and it has. And I am loving the way that I'm editing. I'm not editing people to look not like themselves. Their skin looks pretty much the same. Maybe a few smooth, like I smooth out blemishes, things that aren't going to be there in a month. But I'm really proud of my editing lately and it's discouraging when I see people just going for these very, very, very similar looking preset pack photographs, which again, this is your art. I don't care. This is just my opinion. And this 
also makes me want to go into my next point, which is that if you're not a professional photographer, if you're not taking photos for people and collecting money from them, then it doesn't, does not matter whatsoever. Like I use presets on my Instagram photos if I'm at the beach and I take them on my iPhone. I use the Tezza app because her stuff's amazing. But for my professional photos, I would not run them through the Tezza app because I would think, oh, that's a me and Tezza collaboration. I want my photo from when I take it on my camera, I want it to be with my settings. I want to put it in Lightroom and I want to use my own presets that I have created over the past five years. And then I want to just do it from scratch. But that's me. And that's the person who submitted this. I also wanted to add that I have made and sold presets in the past with a friend and I might do that again in the future because I think it's fun and just a fun way to share my edits with other people. But I do kind of sell those and promote those as iPhone edits. So just a quick edit that you can do on your phone after taking a picture on your phone just to make it easy for like everyday use but I and I can't stop this from happening but I would prefer it not be used as photographers edits because you know that's and I'm never giving away I'm never selling my specific presets that I use for photos so like if I do create presets and it's a collab with someone else I'll kind of tweak and make new presets from scratch so that way that my photography, my photos, and my edits are not being duplicated exactly because I think that's where the fun goes away in it and it's just cool to help people be able to use these edits on their everyday iPhone photos. So kind of different than what I'm talking about like the preset packs that um, photographers with use with their business. So different story there. Just like how I said I use the Tezza app for my everyday iPhone photos. So just wanted to clear that up. The unpopular opinion was that using these preset packs are not authentic or creative, which there's definitely, you're definitely so creative if you have this camera in your hand and you're taking this amazing photo. Like editing is a huge part of it, but you gotta have the, the photo's gotta be amazing. The photo has to be right and the lighting has to be right. So I still think you're you're creative, you're authentic, your your posing has to be right. There's so much that goes into it. This is just one aspect of it is the editing. My opinion is that I personally like to do it from scratch, from the start to the end. And that's basically all I have on it. But you run your own business, you do your own thing. Like I'm not here to tell you what to do. And if people are booking you, that's amazing. Like, they're probably, they're booking you for a reason. I also kind of just feel like if I buy a preset pack, what, for 60 bucks? I'm like, okay, well, there goes kind of my control. Like, people aren't really booking it for me. People aren't booking me for my photos. They're booking me for this person's preset pack that wasn't even mine. And sorry if you're not a photographer, you might have tuned out. But I just think that would not even really be my work anymore. That's just how I feel. And this is not going to matter to anyone else other than photographers, this conversation. But I think it is good to talk about this because a lot of photographers, they will hear one thing and that's the way it is. And photography lately has just been so frustrating for me and just content, content, content is so big now. And you see these weddings that have 
five photo and video people. Maybe each. You see these weddings that are just huge teams just to get content and you just want them to look a certain way. And I'm kind of just like, okay, great. And it's also really, really easy and fast paced to push out photo and video if you have this set like puzzle piece of edits already that's like kind of that's the fun of it for me is I want to start from scratch I want to see exactly how this photo should play out and that's why I just love to be able to be inconsistent with my edits and not even really inconsistent I think if you still look at my photos and you look at my page I think they all are similar to each other because I'm into this natural editing like very light warm-ish, kind of dark, moody. That's just me. Photography being creative has been annoying for me lately. It's almost like when you continue to just push out content and post and post and post and just one photo after the other and just all of it sees the light of day on social media. They all look the same. You're super, super consistent with your coloring, with your edits. It almost for me and I maybe think a lot of other quiet kind of artists it takes the fun out of it it takes the art out of photography for us and this is not blaming anyone this isn't placing anything on anyone just I think that without social media that a lot of people would not use preset packs because there would be no page I mean other than your website there would be no page that you go to where you look to see if everything looks cohesive. But I gotta say a lot of my favorite, my top, top inspiration photographers, all their photos are not all the same colors and a lot of them look different. And maybe that's also because I love shooting nature and I love being outside. That's why I love Hawaii so much, North Carolina, just all the nature in photographs. I think that you know, like your greens shouldn't always look the same because in nature, they're not always the same. There's going to be different colors. And with skin, you know, I used to, I used to think it was the vibe to try and take out all the orange and the yellow on a photo because I thought it was ugly. But now every, I see every photo is going to be a little different depending on your lighting and your sunlight situation. So I think that we just with social media have strayed away from the beauty and a lot of the authenticity of photographing people and videoing people. And I'm just honestly sick of it. I am over social media with my photos and this happens again yearly because I'm it's the winter and I'm just not taking as many photographs, but I just don't want to post and some of my photos I love them and they won't see the light of day just because I'm not here to take a photograph and then push it out. And I don't care. I mean, I've gotten less business probably and I could be getting more business if I'm posting daily, but then the photos I'm going to be pushing out are not authentic or they're not, I just don't care to let everyone see them. I don't know. And that's a whole different thing. This isn't even on the topic of the preset packs anymore, but I think it all goes hand in hand with creativity and authenticity. I think we've lost a lot of just artists and probably artists who are so amazing, definitely artists who are so amazing and photographers who don't even post anything at all. And that's okay because art doesn't have to be shown to everyone. Like I think you you should be able to create something and keep it for yourself and just do it as a hobby. 
I would rather book a client based off of them liking maybe the way I take photos and knowing that I would like a client to know that, oh, hey, maybe our lighting situation, our photos will look different than this last wedding because her edits are not crazy consistent from the same H12 photo package from Etsy. You know, like I want them to be like, okay, our day is going to be unique to itself. So our photos are going to be unique to themselves. And I hope that I explain this well. I love you all. I love all of the photographers in my life. You got to stay true to your beliefs. Shock factor 1000. There's not that many people who would say this. Or maybe there are. They're just quiet because they don't want to offend anyone. But that's just how I feel. Should I go ahead and end it here? Just kidding. But yeah, that was my spiel. My spiel on that. Let's, let's, let's keep it rocking. So my next most unpopular opinion, on a lighter note, I have two different sides of this that people have submitted. Someone said, candy corn is nasty. And then the other person said, candy corn and peeps are not bad at all. Wow. I'm, I might be more passionate about this than the preset pack one. I love candy corn and I love peeps. And as someone who loves candy, like, I just feel like candy corn is just amazing. It's simple. It's everything you want in candy. It's the sweetest thing on the earth. And it's really, really terrible for you. I haven't had candy corn in probably three years, and I miss it. But, oh my gosh, I'm just thinking about it now, and my mouth is kind of watering. And have you ever had peeps on a s'more? And probably not because that's so random, but I did one time and it was so good. Now, I'm a huge s'mores fan. It sounds like a team. I'm a huge s'mores fan, but man, adding some marshmallowy sugar to that, so good. Plus, peeps are just cute. Again, the ingredients are probably like red four, blue five, yellow one. Like terrible fake ingredients, but hey. They taste so good. The next submission of unpopular opinions, someone said that avocados are gross and less as guacamole. And I honestly just disagree, but I'm not shocked. So shock factor for this one is a 3 out of 10 because I've heard it both ways, but I think a lot more people don't really care for avocados. And I love avocados. I, I could eat one. I used to eat them plain out of the avocado with a spoon and just with salt on top. And honestly, so good. Yeah, go off. I mean, guacamole is amazing. So I understand only liking guacamole over the avocado. Can you tell that the preset rant just took it out of me? Because now I'm exhausted. Next submission. Someone said, I hate the Kardashians. Shock value for this is... 1 out of 10 because this is so common and I think that I disagree. I love the Kardashians. I call them America's royal family because think about it. The royal family in England is ridiculous. Like the royal family here has got to be ridiculous. But hey, at least we look better and we dress better. Like come on now. I think the Kardashians are a part of American culture and as silly as it sounds, I mean, I've heard rude comments from the about the Kardashians forever, but you got to give them credit. They are some of the best marketers, social media marketers, the best like play will play on 
their silly little mistakes will play up their likes and dislikes and little quotes, they will get our money one way or the other. And I really do think they have grown. I think they went from being super, very kind of superficial, kind of, you know, just crazy, just all about the the show and all about doing the most and seeing how ridiculous they could sound and be. But I really do respect most of them. And I think that they're marketing geniuses. They are geniuses. And they're all about family. I really think they're just all, you know, pretty sweet. Like out of all the celebrities, I don't think that they are the worst at all. But I understand not liking them because so many famous people are so obnoxious. And they have so much money that it is obnoxious. And my last but not least most unpopular opinion is someone said Jesus is king. And that is correct. Shock factor is 10 out of 10 because most of the world doesn't agree. But it is true whether we want it to be or not. And on that note, I'm signing off. Thanks for listening. If you were offended or maybe triggered a little bit, mm, sorry. You don't have to listen. <laughs> you heard it here first. But I do appreciate you for listening. And if things were, if these were a little hard to swallow, I'm proud of you. You know, go get a massage. Take a bath. Just take a load off. You know, you deserve it. Thanks for being here and can't wait to see you guys, to talk to you guys next week. Peace out.